You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Iota Sumo scoring his career high in points in a win against the Atlanta Hawks. The Young Bulls overall really stepping up big time in this win. And can the Bulls, do they still have enough runway to avoid the playing tournament if they keep playing above 500 basketball? We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central podcast and YouTube pages. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions they do apply. All right, Pat, we got this dub over the Atlanta Hawks. This was a game where the Atlanta Hawks led throughout most of the first half. The Bulls did have the lead going in, uh, well, coming out of that first half. Uh, we had only held the lead in that first half for a little over four minutes. We come back to win this game by 10 points with big nights. DeMar DeRozan, 29 points. Ayo Sumu, 29 points. Kobe White started off slow scoring-wise. He ends up going 8 of 17 from the field for 20 points as well. We have four players that score over 20, 20 or more points in this game. And then Javon Carter, surprisingly, leading the bench, 25 minutes, 11 points. Pretty solid light from Javon Carter as well. But the story of this game is going to be the two-way play of Ayo Sumu. He not only stepped up hugely offensively, going 5 of 7 from three-point range, tipping in seven assists, two rebounds, one steal, one block, but the defense he played on the guards of the Atlanta Hawks really made the difference. He got the Bulls so many more easy buckets by getting out in transition, forcing things like that, finishing around the rim well, shooting the three ball well. Ayo DeSumo was all over the basketball court for the Chicago Bulls today. How you feeling, Pat? I was excited to see it. I mean, listen, it was a very good game for Ayo Sumo, somebody who came out and, and you know what he's going to do. He sees Trey Young, and I don't know what it is about Trey Young that that he just got personal beef with. Maybe it's the fact that you can see a scout from a mile away through the hair. But it's just one of those things to me where Ayo <laughs> just knows how to keep this guy in check. He he knows he doesn't like physical play, doesn't like to be roughed up on the way up the court, doesn't like to be pushed around when he's trying to get over screens, doesn't like to be run uh, uh, into on screens and things like that. So he's he's a uh, uh, the fact that Io has kind of returned to the Io DeSumo that we saw of his rookie year defensively is leading to me, Io, so many more opportunities to be an offensive impact player. Because you're doing that on the court while Zach Levine is out. Basically, I can get the steal. I can kick it to Kobe. Everybody's worried about Kobe. Nobody's worried about me offensively as much. Wide open, boom. And being able to knock down the three ball. The fact that Ayo Sumu has shot the three ball so well over the last couple of games, five for seven tonight. I believe that tied his career high in three-pointers made. And on top of that, being able to go out there and finish the tough, layups and make the wide open ones. I was, I don't know. He always could finish like the weird 
one handed to the right where there's like a hand is face by following him from behind. He can make those layups. The open ones were tough, but I would assume balled out today. Um, and and listen, he he saw a mismatch when they uh, went down the court the other way. He had Trey Young on him for a little while. They had DeJounte on him for a little while, and he attacked on it every step of the way. Great game tonight by Aldisuma. Yeah, and, and you know, Iowa is going to outplay this contract, right? We we already know, right? He signed up for basically an average of $7 million a year. This first year is a little uh, under $6.5 million. But uh, Iowa seems like he's so so much more poised. And we talk a lot about confidence, right? Io's confidence right now is at an all-time high, and you're seeing yep. it. Like, he's moving out there. He's back to looking like Illinois Io. Like, he just knows when he can get off his shot. He knows when he can take a player off a dribble. He knows when he can get physical with you on the defensive side and, and completely disrupt what you're trying to do. And that's just creating such a a, a different level of impact for Io Dasumu that we wanted to see from him last year. And, you know, starting this to, in this game in place of, of Alice Caruso, and I love the chemistry that Kobe White and Io have. And this goes back to Io's rookie year. People forget because it, it, it changed so quickly. But there was a time period there where Io and Kobe were developing nice rhythm yeah. off the bench together yeah. that first year when Lonzo was still healthy. And then, of course, Io eventually moves into the starting point guard role, which we didn't then didn't see them uh, together coming off the bench very much. But it, it, it th- those two players, how they balance each other out has really, like, it... it he compliments Kobe White's game so well. He just does. And I think the the ability that Kobe White has gained to be a ball handler, to be an actual mm-hmm. point guard on the team has helped Ayo DeSumo out. Not to say Ayo couldn't go out there and be a point guard, right? We saw him be able to facilitate and things like that tonight. But he does it so much better to me off ball. He does it so much better to me when he doesn't have to focus on being the guy to set everything up. And is just able to go, like you said, the Illinois Iowa. Yeah, Illinois Iowa played point, but it was a ton of pick and roll. It was yeah. a ton of finding the open shot. It was a ton of throw it down to the biggest dude on the court so he can do a turnaround two hand dunk. Right, like that's all Kobe was was offering basically. It was, it was a great time. But realistically speaking, this is the Iowa Desumo that you thought you drafted. This is the one you had your rookie year. Now we're seeing him start to bounce back, getting a lot more comfortable, getting consistent time on the floor. With Zach, with uh, Kobe White, and I think this was one of the reasons why a lot of people looked at Zach Levine and Demar Derozan be a, being a part of this team and saying, "You've got these young pieces that don't seem to be able to take a step forward because their time is fluctuating because they're the role players off the bench." What I will say is, I I don't know if I'm all the way like Io DeSumo's the starting guard of the future for mm. this team, starting two guard or anything. I I see that right, like oh here he goes, still feels like a hot game from a role player. Like it, 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 it's a really good game. It was a really uh, uh, dominant effort on both ends. I've seen guys be able to come off of the bench and give you that level of intensity for a couple of games. Can he do this on a consistent basis? That's my biggest question with Io DeSumo right now. Because if you can be a 18 to 20 point per game score, mm-hmm. that's not a bad combination with what Kobe White's able to give you. Well, I don't, and the thing is, I don't even know if it has to be 18 point per game. Like, I, I, I look at Iowa, if he's able to give 16 uh, points per game, even 15, I think that really helps with the branded defense. But you say you need to see it a little bit more consistently. Well, Pat, basically since the midpoint of of this, of this January, January yeah. 13th, which we're almost a month to, Kobe White has only had one game of scoring single digits. One. He's been averaging over 30, 30 minutes per game. He's shooting the ball over 50% from the field. He's putting together. It's more than just a hot streak. Hold on, I'm talking about Io. 
I'm talking yeah. about from Io. Kobe, Kobe's been bought. Io. Did I say Kobe? I meant Io. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about Io. Sorry, we're talking about Io. Yeah, Io assume was like only one game single digit scoring since since January 13th. Yeah, one. no, he's he's definitely played a lot better, but I, it's not it's not so much the the single digit versus double digit. I think he could be a double digit scorer the entire time. Mm-hmm. The question is, is he going to be a 15 point per game guy or more of a 10? Right. If 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 I'm relying on you and you have a game where you give me the 10 points per game, that's a down game. I need 15 to 20 for us to be able to go out here and compete. Now, with DeMar DeRozan and Vucho on the team, makes it a little bit different. It's not a total reliance on you. And what I was giving has been perfect over the last month and a half. I guess the question for me is, is there more? Is this I.O. more often than not going to be able to show up versus the I.O. that is the 18, 15 point per game guy? Great defense, um, but you don't look at him as a a piece in the backcourt of your future starting, I guess I would say. Tough. So it's not the question on the impact. You're questioning starting or not. Which starting is or not. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm saying yeah. I, because I saw people just like, he's been playing so much better. This is our future backcourt. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. I like Io in the lineup. I feel like he's really good in the lineup. I think maybe he could be a, a guy who is the, the, the seasoning. I'll say right, like the 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 small forward that can go out. Because remember, he's he's is what was he six five six six something like that. I yeah, know. six five. Yeah, he's yeah, technically yeah. a big guard. Yeah, great great wingspan there can go out there and give you a ton defensively. And if you add in fifteen points, boom, love to see that in the lineup. But fifteen points ain't the backcourt of my future. Over the last ten games, which is only ten games, I'm not saying this to, to counteract your point. I I agree with you. Right now, I would assume. We'll, Bench player that can start for you and be mm-hmm. damn good. Now, he has more than enough time to, to, to be above that. I'm not putting a cap on him that he can't be that. Right. The last 10 games, 16.1 points per game, 3.1 assists, 2.3 rebounds, and he's doing that on almost – no, not almost. He's doing that on 60% shooting almost. That's crazy. I love it. And maybe That's maybe crazy. you unlock it by giving him more shots. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe there's something more there. Like somebody yeah. shooting sixty percent and let him shoot the basketball a little bit more. What, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, just keep keep letting him shoot it. That's crazy, bro. That That's efficiency insane. is crazy. He's always been a very efficient player. I think it was weird because, right, even last year with his averages, the problem was right. It was averaging out very Chris Middleton like, where it was like he would have a game where he put up two, and then he'd have a game where he put up fifteen. But I think he finished the season what fifty one percent from the field last yeah, year, something yeah, like some, that. Something like that, yeah. So um, he's never not been an efficient player. It's just, can you be that efficient night in and night out and not, right? You give me 21, you give me four, you give me 11, you give me 28, right? Like, and we've seen that more consistently over the last stretch of stretch of games. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we're going to be talking about the Bulls, young players stepping up big time in this game, even a stretch from Dale and Terry where he made an offensive play, a defensive play, and then a couple of possessions later made another offensive play. Nobody Dale and Terry was all over the court, man. It was, it was great. Uh, before we get into that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right, the right fit for the right role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. 
Hiring, hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and may not have that the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Pat. We talked about one of the young bulls in Io DeSumo, but it was more than that today. More than just Io who really stepped up in this game um, against the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Dalen Terry had a, a nice stretch, which I mentioned before the break. Really just giving that effort defensively. And almost, it seemed like Dalen Terry's confidence almost got to the point as well where he was like, hey, you can't stop me off the dribble. We saw Dalen Terry take it to the rim, finishing uh, with, with contact. And now he does end up finishing the game with what? how many points? He had seven points. He goes three or three from the field. Um, but then also, uh, Julian Phillips plays a little bit of minutes. Doesn't really step up whole hugely as far as scoring-wise. But we just got to see the young Bulls and Dalen Terry, Iota Sumu, Kobe White, all step up meaningfully for the Bulls today. How are you feeling about this young core going forward into the future? I mean, listen, let's start off with Javon Carter. No, I can't. But uh, <laughs> Javon Carter did play well today. I, that's all yeah, the time. We're talking about, if we're talking about young core and Javon Carter's one of the players <laughs> mentioned in the young core, I know he's 28, <laughs> but Jesus. Uh, his face looks 45. But still, here's the thing, right? When when I look at this, this young core, we have a young core that is possibly one guy that could get himself to star status right now to me. That guy is Kobe White. And you have a solid core of role players. And I'll be honest with you. Maybe Io DeSumo can end up being more, right? Again, shooting 60%. Give him the ball more. Let him shoot the basketball. Let's see what, what falls and what doesn't. It feels like the baby bulls. It feels like now we have more vets on this team. We have, you know, more more older guys that are going to be involved in what's happening. But when I look at just the young guys when they're on the floor, it feels to me like Kobe White's taking on that Ben Gordon role where you just look over and you're just like, all right, he's knocking down shots left and right. I would assume maybe got a little bit of that Kirk Heinrich role in him where it's like, okay, he's, he's a solid player, but it's nothing crazy, but a good point guard, good two guard if you need him to be in the league, right? Like, Maybe Dalen Terry can develop into a little Luol Dang action. Because how he looked tonight felt very Luol-ish. Knock down a three, go down to the other end, be able to get a steal, get the ball back on the other side, like doing the dirty work. And that dunk the other day, we didn't talk about that. That was a disgusting dunk. That was, was that, wild. Suggs? Did Suggs yeah. get, in, get in on that? Uh, who's also, just let the hair go, brother. Bald bro, crazy. He's balded in the front and in the back. Bro, he got the Thibodeau, bro. Yeah, he got the Thibodeau. Where's bad go, here, bro. bad here, and there's like an island forming here of hair. Like, I, yeah, just let it go, and bro. And he's 20. You know Jalen Suggs is 22 years old. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. Right, bro, look, that's yeah. crazy. Get some hair put in. You you make enough money in the NBA. Just put it back in. Two weeks in Turkey, brother. Two weeks in Turkey. I've heard that all. That's all it takes. When it starts to go, you put it back. But, uh, no, I, I do feel like there's a good group of guys building here that could be here for a long time. The question, I, I I guess the biggest question is, right, is Patrick Williams going to be a part of that? We both know they're going to resign P-Will. Mm -hmm. right? They're not moving off of P-Will. But that, to me, is 
a conversation that I didn't think we'd be having this season where it feels like there's a young future here in Chicago again. It does. And I mean, we came into the season and one of the biggest questions that we were asking was um, saying that the, the future of the Chicago Bulls was so in doubt because the young players hadn't shown that they were going to be true building blocks to a winning team going yep. forward. And that has changed for a lot of these guys. Kobe's absolutely flipped that narrative. I would assume was flipped that narrative, even if it is just as a bench piece, maybe can end up being more than that. And then you look at like the, you have that raw talent in Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, but those flashes are there. And then maybe even Adama Sonogo, right? But the Bulls may not be able to re-sign Andre Drummond this offseason with how close they are to the luxury tax. They could actually use their G League system as a development system to where they're developing the next center of the future. So, or at least backup center. So, uh, those the future's brighter than what it was at the start of this season. And it can only get better. I mean, I guess technically it could get worse these if these guys fall off a cliff, but let's knock on some wood. I don't think that's going to happen, but things just seem to be pointing up for the Chicago Bulls in the young core, bro. Nah, yeah, it finally feels like they're getting their... It feels like they're getting their opportunity. And what I what I love is that, right... It's almost as if once you finally left them alone, they were fine. Mm. Once you finally were like, all right, Kobe, like, it's you. Like, we don't know what else to do. Go. Zach's down. It's your turn. Your shots. Go. No. And he did. He took off. He, he's great month of December. January had a little bit of a, a step back, but still a really good month. February been a little bit more up and down, but I think you're seeing him be more consistent as a leader. His confidence has grown all year. Io DeSumo has stepped up over the last couple of months where, right, being able to go out there, like, it, you finally just got guys out of their way and were just like, listen, we don't have no choice. Tonight's game to me was a product of there's no P-Will. Uh, AC ends up being out. DeMar's going to take his shots. You already know that, but somebody's got to shoot. night from DeMar, too. We got to talk about that, too. Good night from DeMar. Really yeah. good night from DeMar. Yes. It, the, he He is... It's so weird. It's like after AK had his press conference and we were like, what's this guy talking about? Flipping tables. Everybody's mad. It's like, I can kind of see what he was talking about. <laughs> I talked about that today on Central. That was the, the my uh, my daily episode. It was like, oh, yeah, we actually been pretty competitive. Actually, uh, yeah. but we've won at a almost a 68 percent win. Yeah. yeah, almost a 68 percent or 60, 68 percent be crazy. Almost 6 yeah. percent win percentage. The part that. I guess when you look at the continuity aspect of it, right, everybody's mad about it. We all hate it, blah, blah, blah. We're winning at the same percentage almost as the Bucks are. Yeah. We're winning at the same percentage almost as the Sixers are. Those are the top teams in these. If you, now you can't because it happened, right? But you started the season four and 15 in the year where Zach Levine went, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Zach Levine hit him with the Space Jam line. Don't bring me here anymore, okay? Don't bring me here anymore, okay? <laughs> like, <sighs> That's 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 how your season started. Guys were down. Should should they have won more? Sure. Was it a bad start? 100%. But to see where we are from a 4 and 15 start? Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. And and it's been a, a lot of it has been through the catalyst of these young bulls. Yeah, and and like I said before we go out I do want to acknowledge that Vooch and and, and uh, DeMar both had really good days as well. They had really good games today. Um, Vooch missed some bunnies. I, I I need to see Vooch take better advantage at, at the rim at, at certain times, but 8 to 16 from the field, so I can't hate on that too much. DeMar was 10 to 17 for 29 points. Vooch had 24. Like the contribution that those guys gave, because I tell you what, as much as we're talking about the young guys, the Bulls aren't in a position to win if it isn't for our veterans playing the way that they played tonight as well. Oh, yeah. DeMar came out absolutely. De DeMar had... 
everybody bending to his will tonight. Like it, it felt very Jedi-ish. He he had one move where he drove down low, turn around, pump fake, and he just saw people just jumping left. And I was like, "What are y'all doing?" Like I get it. Like it's hard to stay down on a Demar pump fake, but y'all can't be reading the scouting report jumping that hard at an eyebrow fake. Like I thought, Tyrus Thomas was in the building tonight, bro. Bro, Tyrus Thomas just jumped at a shot now. He's at home. He jumps at a shot. (laughs) Whenever you mention his name, he jumps. He just jumps. He's somewhere somewhere jumping. Somewhere jumping. (laughs) Hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love to the show. Hit that like button if you have not done so on the YouTube side. Uh, Leave that five-star view on the podcast side. We do got to tell you guys, though, about our partners at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives, great escapes. Uh, class, class exclusive Google built in is always updating assistant to call on for almost anything gone are the days connecting your phone google assistant google maps google play store are built right into the 12.3 inch hd touchscreen informant system the 2024 rogue is perfect uh is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure they've also got the nissan armada out there and it will change what you expect from a full-size suv Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first class, luxury and style, tow bigger, and explore for in t- further in 2024 Armada. Uh, you might need that here in Chicago. If we ever get snow again, which I'm cool with not having happen. Like, it's been <laughs> it's been ridiculously nice outside. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. My voice crack a little bit on that one. Just a little bit. Just a I'm little crazy. Bit. I mean, it's been it's been a it's been a heavy day of content though. So it is what it is. <laughs> now, with that said, with the improved play, we talked about the Bulls, a near 60% win percentage basically since uh December. Uh can the Bulls, I know we we talked about it briefly and kind of, you know, we're a little bullish on the idea, but can the Bulls realistically be, do enough winning on the back half after the all-star break? to catch in to the sixth seed and avoid the plan who right now is held by the Orlando magic who are six and four in the last 10. They have a three and a half game advantage over the Chicago bulls. Here's where it gets tough for the bulls, right? It's not to say that they can't. The question for me is how, how do they catch the teams in front of them? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I believe we played all of our games versus the Heat already. We have another Heat matchup. We play like three games versus the Heat to we start. Have, the no, we play. We played three games against the Heat. It felt like over like the first four weeks. Two weeks, bro. Legit. Like, like it was like it was over and done with. They were like, let's just get this out of the way. So no, we don't. We have two more matchups against the Cleveland Cavaliers, right. which are ahead of us on this uh, on that well list. Well ahead of us. We're not catching them. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. True. True. Uh, but teams in the playing. I think we, have we played all our games against other playing teams. I we have because so, we we don't play the Pacers again. We just lost. Yes, to the we Magic. do. We play the Pacers March thirteenth. Oh no, we we do play the. I might we, play, we have two more games against the Pacers actually. So the Pacers is your best opportunity to keep. And Orlando, out. we have one game left against Orlando as well. So. Those games are must wins. Those games are must wins for you to move up. But I just, 
I guess, right, maybe you can get ahead of the Heat here um, because the Heat are very banged up. They're, they're, I don't know if you saw that pre-Super Bowl game, but, like, they probably lost four players in that game alone. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. No, legitimately, like, yeah, Rogier goes down. Like, it, nothing major, but, you know, guys are going to be banged up for a little while, so you end up dropping a couple games here and there that you might not have dropped. Uh, Pacers is going to be tough to catch because they – They've hit a nice little groove here, and especially with the additions they've made, I think they're going to probably keep moving up. The Magic, to me, are a team to watch for. Yes, they just beat the Bulls, but don't be surprised if they kind of go the other direction here. Now, they've got an opportunity to make up a lot of ground. I believe they have the Pistons uh, two of their next four games, basically. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, you know, a couple of wins in there, but they finish out the season. And Listen to this stretch of games here. Uh, going into uh, the there towards the end, they got Kings, Warriors, Clippers, Grizzlies, Blazers, uh, Pelicans. They play us again. Rockets have been nice. Bucks, Sixers, Bucks. That's yeah, a, that's a tough. string of games where I think they may go the other direction. I would look to see if the Magic fall in the standings a little bit, and I would look to see probably if you can catch the Pacers. If you can get. Ahead of those two, I would say that the Bulls might have a chance of avoiding the play-in. I don't know what the Heat are or what they're going to be, um, but the East is not crazy. Like I get what AK was saying, right? Like they're all bunched. We're, we're we're three games behind, three and a half games behind the six seed. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who hasn't now, seen a bad stretch of basketball for the remainder of the season? The Bulls have the twelfth hardest schedule. Projected in the NBA, our opponents have an average win percentage of, of over 50%. The Pacers, the Magic, they all have easier, and the Heat all have technically easier schedules than us yeah. remaining of the way. And I say that to say this, not to mean that that changes anything, but if the Bulls are, over this having a tougher schedule, are able to still remain on a on a over 500 record since that time, that means that not only would they be getting wins, but they'd be getting quality wins and be more battle-tested, which would uh, allow me to trust that team a little bit more. And I'll be, I, I guess, let me throw this to you, right? Like, because here's the here's what we face coming up here. Cavaliers, Celtics, Pelicans, Pistons. Uh, Cavaliers, Bucks, Kings, Jazz, Warriors, Clippers. Like, there's a stretch coming up here. We got Mavericks after that. Pacers, Clippers, right? Like, what happened to that? That's that's why we always preface all of our... The Bulls have the easiest schedule in the second half of the season with until they don't. Yeah. Like, right? Like, it, it's the second... It's a fluid it, situation. People hear that strength of schedule and think that it stays static. No, no. that changes technically every night, every game that, that teams win or lose. Or loses. Yeah. Um... But I guess here's my question. If the Bulls, let's say they stay nine, but they fight well through all of those games. They they win some of the games we don't expect. They lose some because they're tough teams, but they play really well through all of those. Mm -hmm. Even if you stay at nine, do you feel like you made an improvement this season because of who's doing it? Yeah, I think when you look at the 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 storylines, last season we were one of the healthiest team in, teams in the in the in the league, right? And yep. we finished ninth. The injuries that we've had this season, how much time players have missed combined, and if we still are able to stay ninth in the Eastern Conference, to me that's an improvement because of 
who's doing it, like you said, who's playing, the fact that Kobe White stepped up, things like that. Now, you still got some big questions to answer in the offseason. What are you going to do with certain players? What are you going to do with Zach? But I do think that's that's a step in the right direction with how they finish the season. Record and and standing, that that's a different conversation. But how the Bulls are playing right now, I think that that puts you in a better place because your young players are the reason why. And I said this kind of in the stream tonight on Central, so it's funny that we loop back into it, is that when it's your young players that are the big reasons for why you're winning games, it feels a lot different than you betting on 33-year-old players to be the reason why you're finishing games strong. So it, it does brighten up the future some for the Bulls. I tell you what, man, like if we can get to a point where we're the seventh seed even in this play-in, right? Like that's kind of my – like, listen, six would be great. Avoid yeah. the play-in altogether. Do I think that's going to happen? It's going to be tough. It's not impossible, but it's going to be really tough for the Bulls to get the six because – Every one of these teams, I think this is the part that you have to take into account as well. Pacers, they're, they're a team that's going to fight really, really tooth and nail every game. Heat, same way. Bulls have become that kind of team. Hawks are gross. I'm not going to lie. The Hawks are the 10th seed right now. The Hawks are gross. They're not a good basketball team. Like I don't understand how they didn't trade anybody. Um, but outside of that, I feel like if, you, if you're at that seventh seed and you can win that first game, you got the Hawks. Right now, slated at that, that spot there, I think the Nets might even move up into that. Maybe. I don't know. But if you could slot into that seventh seed and win straight out and be in the playoffs, that would put you up against the Knicks, right? Four play seven, right? Uh, five play seven. No, five play six. Four play seven. Hmm. I, I'm willing to live with seven games against the Knicks. I feel I mean, like this Bulls team could go out and play yeah, pretty well against the Knicks. I mean, we'll see, man. It'll be fun. I mean, listen, I, all I can say is I hope we, if we can see inverse of what happened at the end of 2021-22, where we won like seven games over our last 30, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be great. Let's see the opposite of that. Let's have some fun here towards the back end of the season. The all we got to talk right, about is like, the number one overall pick, trading Justin Fields or drafting Caleb Williams and the Chicago Bulls. That's that's what we got. <laughs> the tough part is, right, if the Knicks pass up the Bucks and we get the Bucks in the first round again, it's like, oh, we we fought we fought all the way to, all the way here. I mean, to get listen. Dame Lillard and and uh, Glenn Rivers. Oh, there's a three one chance, but they usually get to the finals. They ECF usually, and then they blow a three one. Yeah, I mean, listen. I, uh, getting getting Kobe, Io, P. Will if he comes back healthy. Getting those guys some a, a actual playoff series rather than just a playing single elimination tournament. I think there's something to be said about what that also does to the de development. Because the last time we were in the playoffs, this wasn't Kobe, this wasn't Io, right. and those guys with the confidence they're playing now, regardless if they only win one game or whatever, I think that can be a big thing heading into the off season to go ahead and build off on what they're already doing. So. Hey, man, we're still in the conversation. That's what I'm excited about. Um, and let's see if we can move in the right direction in the conversation. But appreciate you guys tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Leave a five-star review. Y'all know what to do. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Shall we play the music, my friend? Get to it, my friend. Oh, yeah. Hey! Say That boy told Trey no. Trey looking rough. That hair real tough. 
He ain't hit the shot. And still got that ball spot. <laughs> Looking like a lollipop. Hey! <laughs> you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at Locked on Bulls. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Make sure you guys are checking out Locked on Bulls. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice. As well as YouTube for Pat the Designer. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Pools. And, uh, hey, shout out to that dirty lollipop. Peace, y'all. <laughs> it's such a specific thing, but everybody's doing it. It's so crazy. Oh, man. A lollipop dipped in hair. The, the defense that I always see who plays on Trey Young, you just got to ask Trey, have you ever been swallowed up? Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you been swallowed? You're going through a time of great swallowing. Oh, man, that was a fun-ass.